Welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts, Simon and Jennifer, connect to discuss evolutionary astrology and human design, our personal inspiration and passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change. Today, we're going to explore our collective evolution. We're going to look at why we find ourselves in such a state of crisis in so many different areas of life at the moment and what is demanded of us as human beings at this point for us to move through these changes. A lot of the world is, as I said, in crisis and there's there are so many different aspects of this crisis that's taking place for us right now. We have um, conflicts between the sexes. We have war. We have the political, you know, area of conflict. There are so many people suffering in different ways on a more personal level. There's the climate crisis and financial crisis. And, well, yeah, basically we, we are in this, this very turbulent time. And by exploring our evolution using human design and evolutionary astrology, it really, there is, there are some really big arrows pointing to what is needed of us for us to actually evolve and why we are finding ourselves in the experiences that we are at this point in time and what's needed of us. And the number one biggest thing the reason behind everything that we're facing and the solution the underlying solution to all of our problems is for us to emotionally evolve for us to not only evolve into our emotional bodies to connect with ourselves to become emotionally mature and to move into a state of responsiveness and responsibility rather than reactiveness. So that we can connect with one another, hear one another, have difficult conversations um be show up and be mature in how we are experiencing this this world at the moment i mean there's so much polarization there's so much turbulence and obviously everyone because of that is finding themselves in a state of 
feeling that emotional turbulence. And if we can't learn to actually regulate ourselves in some way, become responsible for what we're putting out into the world and how we are contributing to the chaos that's there, then, you know, we can't grow as a collective. And there are many, many dynamics to this. And um, yeah, Simon, do you want to like share maybe the perspective from evolutionary astrology? Because there's there's a lot going on in the chart right now. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's completely true. And emotional maturity. Wow. That is a really, really strong, it's a really powerful word. And what, if we think about, like you were talking about with with uh, evolution astrology, uh, we think about the, the the current movement of Pluto through the sign of Capricorn, mm-hmm. and Capricorn itself is the archetype in the human uh, experience, or how it shows up in the human experience, is growing up, like emotionally maturing. Um, when you think about the symbol of Capricorn we associated with the sea goat and it's a really fascinating symbolism to to understand about what what the sea goat is reflecting in in in, in capricorn and that we our our emotional maturity is rooted in the watery depths of our being okay mm-hmm. so in order for us to uh, climb out of the emotional uh, body and to succeed into more structured and uh, stable and more uh, higher aspirations, we, we have to mature because mm-hmm. the, the more complex life becomes at the higher uh, states of um, awareness, mm-hmm. the more you're able to have to underst- like be emotionally able to digest the context of the complexity of life. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when we talk about something like a difficult conversation the complexity of the conversation is not as simple as it, it can be it's an argument or a disagreement but what is around th- those two people at the time what are they bringing to the conversation mm-hmm. where are they coming from holding the space to be able to witness and see and uh, validate all of those experiences as equal mm. is something that requires a tremendous amount of emotional maturity yeah right and you need to have come to those things inside of yourself in order to give that experience in an exchange so mm-hmm. capricorn we're always limited in our ability to have an experience based on our own emotional relationship to the experience so mm-hmm. and th- and that's and that's how that works so this this idea of the sea goat it's beautiful because one part of the, the goat itself, the, 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 the head and, and the full part of the body is the goat. And the bottom part is the, it's like the fish. It's got a tail. And we're talking about this interplay between emotions and structure or emotions and height, or growth. What are you aspiring to be? So Pluto's transit through Capricorn at the moment is definitely pulling all of humanity's like unresolved uh, emotional dynamics to the surface 
okay? And you just need to look around you at the state of the world and how mm -hmm. we are interacting with it and the problems that are arising mm -hmm. to see very clearly that a lot of this is rooted in the nature of where humanity has come from. Mm -hmm. We think about um, certain movements that have materialized themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and if you observe and, uh, and like really, really drill down to the origins of why the movement would have begun, a lot of movements began when uh, Uranus was in Aries and uh, started to square Pluto and Capricorn in the early parts of 2000 and, and uh, the two th uh, 2010s, like 2011, mm -hmm. 12, 13, 14. Um, those movements would have materialized. And as I said, if we drill down to the core of what each of those movements are coming from, which I have done because I was super curious and interested in it, uh, you'll see that there's an emotional repression yeah. that is rooted there that needed to be freed mm -hmm. Uranus and Aries mm -hmm. and so when you when you really listen to the movement not what it's saying but what what it's why it's why what it originated mm -hmm. from you can see where Pluto's transit through Capricorn has brought a, a lot of the the subconscious like things that we need to process through and that's the key yeah. the key is how do we process through all of these complexes and I just want to add this thing over to you that is that you know um there's one movement specifically that i'm really interested in is uh, a movement called the intellectual dark web and it's it's a group of people who have identified that in order for us to move forward during this period of time well, one of the things mm -hmm. is to be able to have difficult conversations and complex conversations mm -hmm. and we can't have these lengthy difficult conversations if we are not able to have the maturity so we need to be mature and, and so this is the main reason for this and what is the maturity would well you the, say? It, it it's an interesting question um my sense of the maturity mm -hmm. is things like for instance being able to be self-aware mm -hmm. okay so that we don't identify like so this would be one thing uh, one of the issues is not being able to identify your need for safety through the other person and mm -hmm. being able to disagree in a state of still being receptive to the other person's ability to disagree as mm -hmm. well in, in this context, because we do have uh, a, like a massive range mm -hmm. of, you know, complex topics that mm -hmm. we as a human race need to face. Like you talked about exactly climate change. Mm. Now, how do we even begin to process something like climate change if we're not able to recognize our own insecurities, our own fears, our own relationship mm. to potential death or existential crisis and regulate ourselves emotionally from within ourselves exactly. rather than expect whatever it is that we're demanding of the other mm. to help mm. regulate us because yes. that, that becomes the, the bottom line of the dynamic here, right? Where, and I think, I mean, well, I think, I know it stems from our childhood and uh, where we have come from, where emotions have not been accepted and, as you said, repressed. Exactly. And so we have not learned to actually regulate difficult emotions. We've only known how to suppress them. And when we suppress them, 
they come up in a distorted way. Exactly. Everything, like you, anything that is repressed will come to the surface, but it will be projected instead mm -hmm. or exactly. it will be distorted. That's an interesting thing you talk about projection because projection itself is associated with the Cap Capricorn Cancer archetype and mm. in, in particular also Pisces, but which is where Neptune is. <laughs> right. Neptune currently is in Pisces at the moment. Um, and, but this, this, this idea of protect, projection is really, really fascinating. And I think that's one of the, uh, one of the things that one of the tools one mm -hmm. of the practices, one of the things that I think everybody during this Pluto transit through Capricorn and being able to contribute mm -hmm. to the overall evolution of yourself, as well as, you know, offering a, a sense of, of um, I wouldn't say guidance, but I would say uh, like a model mm -hmm. for other people to be able to see what is needed during this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the nature of projection because it's all rooted in the early life environment and how that was laid out and established. Right. And, and we can't see it in ourselves when we are no. doing that. So it, you it's, need a mirror. Yeah, we need the mirror <laughs> and that's where our relationships come in. Exactly. But I mean, we still need to be able to um, accept responsibility for what is being mirrored to us sure and to be self-reflective like to to explore what our emotional dynamics are showing us about ourselves mm. or what our conflicts are showing us about ourselves our fears etc and that takes again a level of maturity <laughs> to be able to do that because it's a hell of a lot easier to just say hey i'm angry because you Sure. made me angry sure. <laughs> i mean like our our five-year-old you know i did it because of you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly um i want i want to i want to add to to what you're talking about there because one of the things that i think can be very difficult during this time is acknowledging the fact that at school and and particularly in our early life mm. these tools weren't available to us so it's very underdeveloped. And that's one of the reasons why I love this conversation because it, well, at least where I want to come from it is that we need to find a balance between observing the need for emotional maturity mm. and the unavailability that it was during the time of us growing up. Right. So we need to start with compassion. Yeah, to not place judgment on it, but rather compassion for that. Yes, the lack of, of um, support we've had in that. Yes. And I mean, it's the way it's supposed to be, right? Where we are right now is our evolution. It's exactly where we're supposed to yeah. be. So it's not saying that, you know, the state that we are in currently is wrong. It's mm -hmm. just that, you know, there's so much focus on all these different problems and there are all these different solutions arising from these problems but one that I'm not seeing enough of is the actual emotional maturity that is needed yeah. to be able to begin that process. I, I, I could not, like th there are, 
it's a hundred percent like the hundred percent doesn't even come close to to how valuable that statement is how important it is to to actually have that as a concrete um message that needs to be embedded in any person's work that that is in a service orientated work if you feel that you have something to offer human beings and um you're self-actualizing and it's in service one of the things that i encourage to to have as a as a as a as an integration into your practice is um, that maturation mm. that, that need for that right now because it is it it's important when you're doing deeper uh, work on yeah. yourself and and when you're actually trying to make sense and organize the nature of reality mm-hmm. <laughs> with with more clearness. It's funny because having uh, children who are Pluto and Capricorns and um it's actually taught us a lot of or having children in general i mean yes. but it, it it teaches you or it can it invites you to um develop that emotional maturity because if you are to allow the child to have their emotional development take place and their maturity process which obviously they don't have to begin with so we have to hold that space for them yes or co-regulate them support them in that process then we have to be able to deal with our own uncomfortable emotions around that that we never really learned to regulate yes and that's one way that can show up but as as it's a brilliant way that that shows up. It really, really <laughs> does. And one thing I've noticed is like the old parenting methods <laughs> of like fear tactics and threats and, you know, all of these ways that we have we have been regulated yes. through, through suppression are things that no longer work especially for for our pluto and capricorn children i mean with the uranus and aries like you said i mean like i'm going to run with this right now because there's just so much value in what you shared Mm -hmm. there uh so uh in evolutionary astrology uh, we have an extra layer of symbolism which we uh call the planetary nodes and um for the whole entire collective at the moment we have uh so we have pluto for those of you that follow astrology, which I'm sure many of you do, um, we know that there's that we have a south node and north node. So every planet has a south node and north node. And Pluto's south node collectively sits in the sign of Capricorn. Right. And Pluto is at 23 degrees as of recording today. Mm-hmm. And the south node of Capricorn sits between 18 and 22. Uh, sorry, the south node of Pluto sits between 18 and 22 degrees. Capricorn, so. Yeah. The last three years, we've been going through a Pluto conjuncted sun south node, the mm. collective. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever had a Pluto conjunct your own south node experience, but what it really means is that we come into contact with, in a very raw and very real way, mm. Pluto is, it, it's not here to, to play games. Pluto is here to eliminate anything that is stagnant and that mm. no longer serves you and to pre- present the opportunity for new life and new growth evolution exactly yeah right so it's not it's not like we're not, we're not playing games here with pluto so it moving over the collective south node is a very clear indication that where we are at 
right now as a collective mm. is an important place, which is why the seriousness in my tone is clear because this conversation is so important. Like just 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 for just for sort of like uh, imagination's sake, let's try and imagine a world. It's not that hard to do, actually, considering that we are in that in some way, where we're not able to talk to each other because mm-hmm. we can't see past our own uh, complexes. Mm-hmm. There's disconnection. How do we collaborate during uh, cycles of Earth's changes as a human race when we can't even agree on something ourselves? Mm-hmm. We don't have those tools and we've never really paid attention to it. Like that's the intensity. Now, coming back to, to what you were talking about with children and co-regulation and, and stuff and how our parents never had those things, that's an indication of Pluto conjuncted South Node experience. Yeah. Because we have reached a point where going forward, Pluto and Capricorn children, mm. it is no longer able for us to to regulate our children through fear etc we can it's not like it's not what we can't do however it destroys connection it induces a state where um we we feel that we can't take an adventure into life and see possibilities our nervous system gets affected by it and what's really happening beneath the surface is and this is the thing that i want to bring across was because it's planetary node of in capricorn Mm. the collective has a internalized truth of how we have structured a society mm-hmm. that's rooted in a separation from this emotional understanding. So yeah. we would define it as the yin has been suppressed or the feminine has been suppressed or truths, collective truths that we see that Emotions. don't cry mm-hmm. because I don't know how to regulate myself and because I don't know how to regulate myself and I want you to cry because if you're going to cry, I'm going to feel something. And here's the thing, here's exactly. the compassion. We don't, we don't know that we've never been able to, that we can regulate ourselves. And so because we don't know, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to go, okay, hold on, hold on. You're crying right now, right? I have this tool. This tool allows me to be able to 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 feel into my own space mm. and to go, it's okay to cry right now. You know, it's not, it's not bad. You're obviously feeling sad mm. because if I was feeling sad, I would love to not only allow myself to feel sad, mm. but I wouldn't want to sort of get it away and that's the, that's the key that's the treasure in my mind yeah. is that point of not knowing that you can actually have the power to regulate and that's why I love this conversation and to add to that um, as we are wired for connection mm-hmm. and as we have we, like initially as we are when we're children we don't have the ability to regulate our right. own emotions we do need support in regulating ourselves and it's the par- our parents' job or our caretakers, whoever that is, to, to support us in regulating ourselves, but not in the way that we've been doing, like, oh, you're okay, or yes. oh, don't worry about that, or don't cry, or whatever mm. it is, but through the, the other, the adult regulating their own emotions into a calm state, and, and we... S- we are connected and we actually co-regulate. So by regulating ourselves, so if we are going to hold space for someone who is in an emotional state in some way and is struggling to regulate themselves, all we need to do is actually regulate our own emotional Mm -hmm, state mm -hmm. and go into ourselves so that we can hold that space for them and it actually supports their nervous system to also calm down. 
Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you've seen or in a situation where you could, where somebody else is in a crisis state and then you were like, okay, I'm going to be in a crisis state too. Yeah, right? or tell them to calm down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you when know? was the last time that you heard calm somebody down. calm down when somebody told you to calm down? It's like the last thing, right? That's yeah, a, coll- a universal exactly. truth. And it's... Right, it's not possible in that space. No. And it brings me to something really interesting. I hope that I haven't cut you off. No, Maybe no, you were saying something. No. Um, do you remember we watched that 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 video that uh, of this guy and his his daughter or son or yeah, I think it was yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the little kid the man and his child yeah right I mean it's all over the internet um, I'll link it below for anyone who wants to see it. it's beautiful a beautiful example of um, allowance yeah it's called patient love <laughs> it was a toddler that's um, having a, a complete emotional meltdown and the father's just being present with his child and just sitting there and and waiting mm-hmm. allowing and it's it's a beautiful uh, representation of how we can be present for each other in in those ways like when yes. we're connected and that's not the solution to all of our our problems sometimes it's about being able to just when we're talking about having difficult conversations mm-hmm. or being able to discuss you know anything that's that's challenging for us then it might be it's more about how we can hold our own well it's still the same thing we're still regulating ourselves but through that that self-regulation we can show up in the conversation and we're contributing to the ability for us to connect yes on an emotional level but it means like almost going beyond the intellect and beyond the conflict and beyond the fear and connect to the actual emotional needs that are there and that's where we always have a shared common ground yes that it's completely true and so um what was going through my mind uh, when you were when you were sharing that was okay so how do we practically do this what does it what does it look like and one thing just to add to mm-hmm. to to what you were saying was we're talking about the limbic system here yeah we're talking about the emotional center of the brain mm-hmm. right um that's where we need to look that's what we need to understand that's what we need to 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 recognize in this process yes the prefrontal cortex and the the actual um the the top of the brain itself the neocortex that's where the neurons are connected through intellect and communication and judgment when we're in a, in a conflict which we've spoken about in another mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. um that the the prefrontal cortex just disconnects yeah so we don't have our, our ability to be rational and right. mm-hmm. which makes sense in a situation where where we've been as a human race in a very earlier part of our existence right, we needed to not have any rational process but we don't live in the jungle anymore right so we can't talk someone out of an emotional state right right we can't rationalize them out of no. that so how do we how do we do that <laughs> we have to go we have to go beneath that we have to go into the body and this is a huge part of what i'm, I'm hearing it from a lot of people right now right. reflected back you um, evolutionary astrology reflects the need to evolve through the emotional body. It's a huge part of what we are needing um, as a part of our evolution. 
Yes. Um, with everything pointing to the cancer archetype right now, we have that emphasized dramatically yeah. at this point in time. Um, if we look at human design, we have this um, we have this development of our emotional intelligence, which is the forefront of our evolution. And our emotional intelligence is is developing and it's connecting us to the highest state of spirit awareness. And so spirit awareness that has been uh, a, a mental thing before, or, you know, you reach these higher states and you're, you're, you're trying to move the energy up to reach the crown, your crown chakra, or to um, connect mm -hmm. to higher states of awareness, the the next step in evolution beyond that, when you're like through the human design system, yeah. is to go into the body and bring it into the body and ground it in your emotional awareness and intelligence. Yes. And so this emotional intelligence or emotional maturity, emotional awareness, this regulation of our emotions, it happens in the body and yep. not in the intellect, not in the mind. And that means we need ways to bring ourselves into the body. But one thing that's really difficult for us is that we are holding a lot of discomfort, a lot of unresolved emotional dynamics, a lot of um, fear and other experiences in our body that are not do mm -hmm. not feel safe so often it's easier to detach from our emotional state and to move out of the body than yes. to go into it so mm -hmm. first we need to go into those difficult places within ourselves so that we can then be present in our our intelligence in our yep. innate inner emotional intelligence that's within our bodies yeah there, there is it's true that there is an innate intelligence which that's held within the body and i would go as far as to say that one of the reasons why it's important to to make this connection the intelligence in the body is when we think about our awareness or our intellect in that logical system there's a limitation in it yeah. There's a limitation in it. Um, and it also makes a very, uh, I'm making a very bold statement over here, but I'm sure that uh, for most of us, we can fairly agree on this, is that we do seem to have a slight superiority perspective as in our ego structures around human beings being above kind of nature in some sense. Okay. Yeah, almost separate from or, it. Exactly. Exactly. This perception. So, what we, and this is not, I, I think that for most of us that are listening to this call, we understand this. But for us to be able to, to make the connection that our body has this really intelligent uh, process inside of it that is connected to the unified field or the morphogenetic field. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, there's actually a tremendous amount of information available to us in the moment on something. If we're having a conversation, mm -hmm. we're present mm -hmm. with the moment, we're present with what we're feeling and what sensations are arising, and mm -hmm. we're able to um, 
understand emotional intellect, which is the capacity to identify an emotion inside the body as it's happening, as it's happening and, and really like listen to what's actually being communicated. This is kind of the way that I would um, define the soul speaks to us. Yeah. Right. Because the, the, the water is the mirror and this is the point of the evolving through the emotional body through the lens of evolutionary astrology. Mm-hmm. And there's there's information there. There's information in what what our emotions are telling us. Um, Doctor Marshall, who talks about uh, nonviolent communication, mm-hmm. talks about the nature of spirit communicating through this this space. It would make sense that in the physical body itself, our emotions would be the connection bridge between the metaphysical mm-hmm. in that way. And if you define soul not as a physical entity, but merely a set of experiences at a deep level that the human being is interacting with to understand the nature of its existence, mm-hmm. then the emotional body itself is the communicator. Yeah. So the intelligence is there. and, and It's just that we, we, if we are in these high highs and low lows and this turbulence and this you know roller coaster emotional roller coaster which is very much what the emotional dynamic is is uh, reflecting in the world at the moment then we can't access that intelligence because that that actual emotional awareness and intelligence is not in those high highs or low lows yes it's a sense of clarity that is there beyond our excitements and fears and angers, like all of those those messy emotions. It's it's like there is a place that is really calm and clear. And, you know, when you see calm waters. It's reflective. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is it. That's that space. Now, if you go further into it, if you look at human sign, um, the emotions are um, one of the primary ways for our bodies to communicate um, its authority to us, like how we are here to make decisions. Now, half of the population would have what's called an emotional authority. So if you if you look at your human design chart and you see that your solar plexus mm-hmm. center, the emotional center is defined, colored in, then you have an emotional authority and half of the population have emotional authority, which means that you you are here to actually make decisions from emotional clarity, from emotional calmness. And mm-hmm. that and that part of connect into that calmness means that you need to allow yourself time in every emotional wave i.e the ups and downs of the emotions for them to settle into a state of calmness and when you get to that state of calmness you know what's right for you in your body and it's very clear um for the other what what we what happens actually is for the people who are defined emotionally and they're making decisions and expressing the emotional highs and lows Mm -hmm. is we're emanating sending out radiating emotional chaos into the environment Mm -hmm. and that is where we are on a on a really large scale in the world now the other half of the population 
is receptive in their emotional center. And that means that they are taking in and amplifying all of this emotional chaos. Yeah. Which, which is, there will be many different ways that that shows up. But for for the people who are not defined there, i.e. that center is white for them, there is a need to um, not identify and amplify these emotional re- reactions. And that means to be able to regulate themselves also. Yes. To not identify with the emotions. So for, for both, for everyone, regardless mm-hmm. of if you're defined emotionally or not, we are needing to learn to regulate our emotions and it doesn't mean regulate them in the sense that we have to make them calm because we can't actually control emotions we can only suppress or repress them but we can't control them we can avoid them distract ourselves from them and everything in between but we're actually needing to allow them and like we were saying earlier to to come into a sense of of clarity to allow that clarity to arise and i i can't actually remember where i was going with this but (laughs) (laughs) there was lots of of um things that you talked about there so clarity Mm -hmm. is is one that i uh feel is a very important thing to clarify yes um and i want to take it from this perspective that the the clarity that we're talking about especially for somebody that has this defined solar plexus is awareness of how they feel over time Yes. Right. And clarity in a sense for somebody that's open solar plexus, their approach is more, do I need to engage in this experience right now? It's not for Mm -hmm. me to process, but I can experience it. I can experience anger right now. Right. Right. Because I'm not, the the anger is being, is is emanating from a source that's not in me. Well, where you are open or undefined, you are taking in the energy from, from others. And where you're defined, you're putting out that energy into the world. And so the open solar plexus mm-hmm. can have an incredible emotional intelligence, wisdom, empathy from consistently taking in the emotions of others. Right. Or they can live, they can be a living roller coaster riding mm-hmm. on the emotions of others. Right. And either trying to completely avoid others to get away from that roller coaster mm-hmm. or um, reflecting. And amplifying that emotional ro- roller coaster back yes. to everyone. Yes. So, so that would be uh, another great uh, way of of um, bringing some value to to what you're saying here, because there's a tremendous amount of value. And I, and I say that because when I've talked to to people who have had an open solar plexus, and so have you, and we've suggested how to understand what it means to have an open solar plexus, mm. right? Yeah. Um, that's a way of regulating <laughs> yourself. You, c- yeah. you can, you can, if you're emotional, you have power now to be able to interact with it. Yes. Cause if you're emotional, you need to wait. Correct. <laughs> you need to wait. <laughs> right. Just wait. Don't <laughs> react. Wait, wait for clarity. Yes. And if you're unemotional, then, you know, just don't identify with it as much as you can. I mean, try yeah. to not identify to, to, if you're feeling really emotional, it's, you're te- what are you taking in? Look at what you're taking, taking in. in. What you're witnessing. 
Oh, I'm witnessing yeah. rage at the moment. This is fascinating. Yeah. You know, well, you don't actually do that when you're enraged. And and for both <laughs> but, of them, there's mm. don't identify with it. That's oh. that's the key here. Don't yeah. identify with the emotions, mm. and don't place a a logical mental like reason for the emotions. Exactly. So don't try to add a story to it because that story will create the reaction oh i'm upset because of you because right. you did this to me or i'm feeling this way because of that because we all know emotions aren't logical i mean they're not they're not rational yeah. and to use our rational logical mind to try to explain our emotions is going to be really really like limiting to us yeah. and and to add to that if we had to, if you for those of you that know human design if you look at the body graph the head center right at the top is mm. just it, it's it's not connected directly to the emotional center. No. So in there we already get the the throat center is the thing that that separates the two. So mm. you know it is natural for us to try and rationalize it in that sense. However, um, yeah, there is the an mind innate disconnect. Yeah, the mind with everything. The mind yeah. that the mind in itself is just it's always trying to explain everything, and right. it's like oh that must be because of that. Well. The thing is, is that with emotions, it runs way deeper than that. That's right. And that it, it's communicating something way beyond that. Mm -hmm. So what seems like an emotional trigger, like, okay, someone does something and it triggers this an emotion in us. I like this. And this is, because this person did this, this is the mind going, oh, this person did this to me and that's why I'm feeling that way. If we can be present with the emotion and allow the emotion to communicate, we might go into a place where there's an experience that we had when we were a child yes. and that emotion just needed to be able to surface mm -hmm. in an undistorted way and maybe be witnessed by our adult mature selves and and that's a way that we can we can regulate ourselves or allow mm -hmm. ourselves to release that emotion and then we've grown emotionally through that process that is the exact psychological and emotional description of the sea goat mm. okay firstly there's an emotion there's a, a, a adult parent that mm. you are in your adult state so there's yeah. there's a part of you that is um outside the childish perception of reality right, right. you can know uh, mm -hmm. in that sense we have an inner child and we have the exactly mm -hmm. right and then we have the emotional part which is like you said and if we can, if we can develop uh, uh, a, an attitude towards observing the emotion as it arises without trying to think or trying to rationalize it, but just to notice it, mm -hmm. what you would probably find is two words, fear, sadness, joy. That was three. Yes, that, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was three. You're correct. <laughs> I noticed your ability to count is, is spot on today. <laughs> and I wanted to add, for the sake of this, it needs to be of four course. now. I need, I need to run. Um, excitement. And so what happens is, like, like I just want to, 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 to add to, to what you're saying there about what arises in emotion and can be rooted in the child. Mm -hmm. Maybe, not maybe, in your environments, maybe your boundaries were not honored. Yeah. And so what that rage or that anger could be telling you or that sadness could be telling you is not feeling like your boundaries are honored. Or, and then you can ask yourself, how can I give myself more space yes. to allow those boundaries? And that's empowerment. Yes. Yes. It's not about being nice. It's not about, I mean, I'm, it's not about the opposite of that <laughs> either. I'm saying it's, it's about, you know, 
emotional maturity, I mean, boundaries are absolutely vital to our emotional growth. Right. But the, the, the boundaries themselves are rooted in an awareness of what we of our own inner emotional reality. Yeah. And they don't need to be placed in, like put in place in a way that, what am I trying to say? When we, when we can understand our own emotional needs, mm -hmm. then we will naturally put boundaries in place that support our own space. Right. And that doesn't mean that we are going to, that, that is a way for us to actually be really mature in where we are. Like, I'm not going to have a conversation with someone who's going to be abusive to me. That's a boundary. Yes. Um, but on another day, I might feel strong enough to show up and have a conversation with someone who isn't at, the level of awareness and maturity that that they can do that for themselves right and maybe somehow through that conversation or that connection we will be able to to connect there yes and so our boundaries are fluid basically mm -hmm. and they're always changing mm -hmm. um but the ability to be aware of ourselves emotionally gives us the ability to know where our boundaries are and then it's our responsibility individually mm -hmm. to um, to show where those boundaries are in a way. Exactly. And that's another part of that growth that's yep. taking place for us. And and um, to kind of bring this to, to full circle in terms of what you're talking about, about emotional regulation and how do we do that and why is it important? Uh, firstly, one book that I feel is I've had a, 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 an emotional experience with that gives me that that I feel has value, and so I encourage anybody that's listening to this that is really finding a lot of value in this conversation to um, go and look at a book called The Language of Emotions, mm -hmm. and um, we'll put a link in the description yeah. as well. It's really, really uh, a powerful uh, book that has practical exercises for you to be able to develop the the, the tools and the awareness to have conversations like this mm -hmm. that we're suggesting. And it also prevents, or not prevents, but helps you progressively pull back the need to have the other person emotionally regulate you when you're in an experience yeah. completely. And so yeah. that's that's so what we're talking about here is how the Capricorn boundary, so the boundary is placed on the other person, um, and through the conversation, um, we're asking the other person to regulate us. Yeah, and that happens, can I just add, because mm. that happens to on a collective level all the time yes. so every time you, you know emotional maturity is is really about being responsible for ourselves right and in that self-responsibility we we learn that it's that each of us needs to change our own relationship to how we want you know, if, if, if it's climate change, for example, that we're looking at to, to point fingers at politicians and to protest and all of these different ways that we might be wanting to demand change. And I'm not saying that, that 
that isn't one way that that can take place for us. But where the change actually really truly happens is where we go within ourselves and we change our relationship to what it is. Like look at how we are contributing to that. Correct. And take responsibility for that and change our relationship to things that where we are not taking responsibility for ourselves. And what we are currently doing in many ways is asking the authorities to regulate (laughs) us emotionally because we're not feeling safe. So, hey, we need politicians. We need, you know, all of... We, we need, need people, authorities, authorities. <laughs> to help us feel safe and to help us feel okay in the world. And I mean, who's getting that <laughs> at the moment? It's not really there, is it? There's so, the truth. So this is this is where we are. And why is why are we experiencing this? What is needed of us? And that's, again, where it's reflected to us that there is a need for emotional maturity mm-hmm. and growth within ourselves and self-responsibility and to take responsibility for ourselves and, and make choices that are in alignment with our own true values, yes. needs, um, and what we know to be true beyond mm-hmm. that in our humanness. Exactly. The way that you described that was as if Pluto was directly incarnating through you <laughs> to talk about Pluto in Capricorn needs, because those are, I mean, the 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 ultimate, like the 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 state of maturity in each sign mm. looks differently to the beginning phase of it, right? So Capricorn will start out as emotional immaturity and the need for maturity, and it will end up as self mastery. Yeah. So self mastery is where we're heading with Pluto and Capricorn. And these are the, this is the direction Pluto is. And uh, what I'm trying to say here is this. We're not going to get a through Pluto. Anything other than this is what you need to do as a human race. Yeah. It just pushes you to the limit of what you can take. Exactly. It offers no support so that you realize what it is that you need to do. That's right. And yeah. it sounds harsh and it sucks, but it's the truth because the moment you ex- the moment you come into a state of resonance with that, you're at a place where you can start going, okay, what do I need to do? Well, yeah, we don't evolve where we're feeling safe and comfortable. No. You know, we, we don't need to. And if we don't need to, then, you know, we, we can stay in, in the... Right. And so in, in what you just talked over here, because I feel this is, you know, my personality coming through. Now Uranus took over and started talking to you because that's what Uranus would say to Capricorn and Saturn. <laughs> it's like, look, guys, it's okay to be in that safe space. You know, Saturn, you've done your job. You've, you've established a nice, healthy boundary. It's supportive, but mm. we need to keep growing. So that boundary is now limitation. And the limitation is complacency. The limitation is um, too much technology in a way that we use, we've now used to, to, to regulate ourselves, right? Well, yeah. We'll regulate ourselves out of our out bodies. Of, out of our bodies. As in de- detach from our emotions. Exactly. And it also reveals this thing, and I, and I just need to put it across because I don't want to lose it, but you said how we are looking to authorities to help us keep safe. Yeah. I mean, we're the parents and the, the, the we're always looking right. to the adult you know the right. authorities are just the re- 
the representation of the adults right. here regarding when it comes to the idea of what we need to emotionally mm -hmm. regulate ourselves. So just for a moment, just for like 10 seconds, just let it sink in that in this process, we're adults are looking to authority figures to help us feel safe. And that tells us straight away of how little we've had that growing up, how, how little of that is inside of ourselves and how childlike we are in that way, that vulnerability. And yeah. if we can come to understand that, at least then we have the value in why emotional maturity is so important because we're not going to get it from the authorities. And the moment we come to that point of realization, mm -hmm. Pluto in Capricorn, then we have something real to work with. Okay. Yeah. The and world's that's why it's, not going to get it's not. more comfortable, <laughs> no. safer, um, calmer. So let's just break the illusion. Until we as individuals can show up in the way that we are being asked to show up, which is developing our emotional intelligence, our emotional maturity, and showing up in a way that is... is um, creating and radiating a sense of regulation and calmness and clarity and in, um, emotional intelligence, body intelligence into the world instead of, and self-responsibility, you know, rather than more anger, more fear, more sadness, more, you know, criticism, yes. more polarization. Mm -hmm. It just keeps on feeding itself so exactly it keeps on feeding itself yeah. and unless we are able to which is very difficult when you're in that swirling cycle of it just feeding yeah. itself to get out of that yeah we need to see what's causing it we need to be able to step back and observe with inside of ourselves because again as we know throughout the years and the meme has floated around like the world the complexity of the world is so much more vaster mm. than what any single human being can fix. It's too complex. The yeah. energy that you have inside of your body to fix world issues individually, like one person mm. to go under, it's it's not it's, it's not, not possible. It's but co-regulation is natural thing, yeah. right? So yeah. we actually we we are wired for connection. So we we do yes. we do regulate ourselves through other people being regulated. Yes. So <laughs> what we do is we actually radiate that. Uh huh. As we policing us as each we, other, yeah, we can't. Oh my god, exactly, exactly. It's the judgments that we place outside of ourselves are a way for us to to try to let's just let's just explore it for a moment because that's exactly it. Yeah, because we're unable to uh, regulate ourselves in that sense, it leads us then to needing to another person to regulate themselves yeah. so that we can feel well, safe. That's and what that's happens through Capricorn, right. right? The immature Capricorn archetype Precisely. needs to control the emotions of others mm -hmm. so that it can feel okay with the emotions that it doesn't want to feel itself. Exactly. Right. Like you said exactly. earlier. Mm -hmm. So what can you do? Or here's an exercise. And I think it's really important is notice throughout your day, notice throughout your, your time, where you are unconsciously, all right, and mm -hmm. then now becoming conscious of co asking for co-regulation and where are you feeling insecure? Mm -hmm. And Capricorn and Saturn, particularly in Jupiter, Jupiter's in Capricorn right now, is through this conversation is it's there and it's saying, okay, well, let's just build stronger scaffolding. It's, it's not like we need to, and this is the compassion side and, non, and the non-judgment side of it mm -hmm. is 
okay, so there isn't any scaffolding yet. I don't feel safe in this experience. Mm. I'm asking the other person to do that for me. It's not going to happen in the way that it meets my need. So what is my need in this moment yeah, that can't be met and how I can meet? I meet it? Yes. Yes. And and sometimes it might mean to be able to, by, by identifying that, we can actually verbalize that need and ask for support exactly. with that if we need that from others. <laughs> yeah. And and it might also help us know who would be able to support us with that. Yes. And and I'm I'm guessing it's not going to be the government. No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's too complex. It's not. It's not easy. And that's another thing as well. It's just that that's the shadow side. You know, Saturn transited through Scorpio, and we got a lot of. It's the government's got an agenda, and all of those things over here. And and sure, maybe some of these things do actually exist, but what has it actually done for us apart from identifying that's great but it still hasn't changed the the price of petrol it still hasn't changed the price of those things no. and how has your life improved apart from just consistently ex- acknowledging it yeah it's still there it it, yeah. it doesn't even care about you <laughs> so how can you care about yourself exactly. <laughs> and that is to take your power back it really is it really is and like another dynamic to this that i i really wanted to share um, is that, you know, where we're heading right now, because we talk a lot about Uranus and, and individuation and that process. Mm. And linking this to that process is also a really important thing. Like for us to em- emotionally, um, w- well, for us to be able to individuate, to become our individual selves and to live in a world where everyone can be there themselves you know show up in their own unique way Mm. then we also need to be able to meet diversity that and at the moment there that seems very very difficult okay for people because they they're getting triggered by somebody having a different perspective to them sure and we are heading into a time where everyone is really needing to show up as themselves absolute diversity (laughs) complete diversity Mm -hmm. which means that we have to be emotionally mature enough Mm -hmm. to be able to accept absolute diversity exactly because otherwise we're going to live in anarchy and that would be the lower octave of where we are heading but the higher octave is to have community based on and thriving from diversity. That's right. Where every single individual plays a beautiful role within that and is accepted and honored and and thrives because of that. Hmm. So uh, to add some astrology to what you just shared, right? Uh, the, the, the moon's nodes are going to shift from Cancer Capricorn to Gemini. Sagittarius, yeah, and rooted in the Gemini Sagittarius axis or uh, uh, symbolism mm-hmm. signs is Uranus's nodal line. So mm-hmm. the destiny of Uranus is rooted in Gemini and Sagittarius, which is absolute diversity through cultural difference. Yeah. So we're going to have activations there on the collective, mm-hmm. and if you thread what you just said about maturity linked with accepting diversity, you can see, at least in my mind's eye, this interesting thread of Jupiter through Capricorn, and then... Well, we're uh, going to have Jupiter and Uranus, um, uh, Jupiter and Saturn, Saturn conjunct in exactly, Aquarius. Exactly, exactly, right? And that's just at the end of the year. That's right. As And, and to add to that, that 
this whole entire thread of um, moving into the higher states of Aquarius energy. Yeah. I mean, this is a brilliant topic for, for maybe our next uh, conversation. Yeah, I think it is a whole conversation in itself. But there's I really so much truth to in what you it. shared there. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important. It is. Uh, and that's not, that's why we're here now. So we can look at where we've come from and we looked at where we, where we are <laughs> and what's needed of us. And then we're looking at what, how that serves our future. Yes. Yes. And I think that that was an important part to add to that because to me, as, as an, an Aquarian kind of soul, <laughs> I, I, I love the idea of that. Like, mm. uh, uh, and maybe it's idealistic, <laughs> but I, I love that we could have absolute diversity where there's a total acceptance of that and instead of us feeling threatened by our differences. Yes. And so there, yeah. there's something there's something that I that I feel I want to talk about in the next podcast around um, fearing our differences. Yeah. So I want to get into that right now because it's a very, very cool conversation, but it's it is it it it's the fear of difference. Yeah. Yeah. And why it's we, we there haven't, and how we haven't we're wired in that way. We mm-hmm. haven't had it. We don't know what it's like. We don't know what difference is like in terms of our biology. Well, we've had inside the box and then just <laughs> outside the box. But, you know. We've had inside the box, exactly. We're all comfortable <laughs> swimming in the same pond. But <laughs> right. um, I do want to encourage you, those of you who feel called to do so, to ex- at least if you explore one thing in human design, is to just look up whether you are defined or undefined in your solar plexus center. Mm, mm. Um, just for the little part that we shared about that, that that would be immensely supportive in this process yeah. for yourself in your individual way to on, on how to um, deal with challenging emotional situations right. because it's very different. Like whether you are defined or undefined there and there is specific um methods of how to deal with that correct so i highly encourage that yeah and oh there's so much to say on this it's like we could have gone probably for another hour on this but um i hope you um found value and some absolutely awareness from our conversation it was certainly fun to share with you Mm -hmm. I agree with you. There is just so much to say, and um, let's let's potentially leave it open for part two. Yeah, maybe you know? like if if you want, if you have any questions or thoughts to share, like please share them in the comments. We really, really, um, we do read your comments, and mm-hmm. we we love any feedback or questions or anything that you have regarding this, and it might even spark um, the inspiration for future topics. And. Um, yeah exactly so we'll put a a link in the description and and you know below on on our um podcast uh platform with all the things that we've shared the book um maybe you were saying something immersion as well i mean because this is kind of connected to the topic right Mm -hmm. the 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 immersion course or the immersion experience an astrology immersion that simon's holding that's starting in um a couple of weeks where you're actually going to be going yeah, into the body yes. with astrology. So taking yeah. astrology into the body. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating to me. And, and um, you know, to sound a little bit sort of, you know, uh, offbeat and different, uh, Uranus <laughs> transiting my fourth house at the moment. I'm getting a lot of uh, like intuitive insights around how 
this is the next step in being able to really, 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 really use astrology beyond what we've used it for. Yeah. And it's so fresh and it's so new. And I feel very comfortable and confident in, in what I want to share about it. So this immersion is essentially a 12-week experience where I'll um, release a video every week to, to all of you that wants to participate. And it will be just describing how, you know, what's the archetype and then how to engage in it and how to... It's actual exercises it's actual to exercises. take you into mm. the emotional experience of the archetype yeah. so that when you look at your chart or when you explore the astrology or look at someone else's chart, you actually have an emotional connection to yeah. the language. That's right. And that's taking in the intellect that um, the limbic system mm. contains all of the functions that allows us to hold memory. Yeah. And so how do we feel something in the body? It must go through the limbic system. Yeah. So that's where the impressions lie. And that's why if it's top heavy and it's just words and it's just knowledge, it just sits in the prefrontal cortex. from but someone's head to another's head. Exactly. And that's it. <laughs> and that's you it. Know, it and and so that's where it is and uh yeah. so thanks very much for, for actually reminding me because i'm so incredibly excited for it not only for my own personal experience but also to witness other people go through that yeah and go wow i'm coming out the other side and i'm like okay i've got this venus transit coming up and i know that my soul's asking me to probably work on how i can be you know more, more aware of my needs and then yeah. you, you and actually, what that means and what that feels yeah, like it's very exactly. different cool yes beautiful so we'll put that in the link too yeah absolutely fantastic thank you so much for all listening right. yeah. i look forward to hearing from you all right people have an amazing day take care bye-bye okay.